0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 805 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Powell. This year, we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Waves Eight Festival, running Thursday, September 19th through Sunday, the 22nd, at Metro and Smart Bar in Chicago. Cold Waves aims to shake the pillars of heaven by collecting the bands, styles, sounds, and attitudes that beloved sound engineer and musician Jamie Duffy held dear and cement the sound of a Chicago institution alive and well. This year's performers include Pop Will Eat Itself, Knitzer Ebb, Test Department, Filter, Chem Lab, How Job, Severed Heads, Pig, and many, many more. Head to coldweaves.net for the full lineup and ticket links. This week, we're chatting with Friday Metro performers Matt and Eric. This is Clack. Without a real car.
1: I'm Eric Ayler. I make beepy noises and sing in clack. I'm Matt. I ride
2: coattails and write the lyrics and make some other like slightly less important beepy noises in the band and get samples.
0: (laughs) I feel like I start off episodes where people are in multiple bands by saying, if you don't know this band, you probably are familiar with this artist's other work. So in your instance, there's several. I'm going to give you 30 seconds on the clock and I want you to name every band name that Discogs is aware of that you guys are in.
1: Mine's going to be easy. Uh, just tell me when to go. All right, Eric, uh, go. I'm in Null Device, Clack, Nerdy Sanchez, Moots, and I had a brief project called Ensku and um, the Advanced Toothbrush Orchestra.
0: You're great. All right. Okay. Matt, you're up. Ready? Go.
2: Caustic Causticles, Clack, Prude... Um, I was in Cancer Face briefly. Uh, I uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Gotsicles. What am I forgetting of my own projects that I Beauty Queen Autopsy,
1: Costiculate,
2: Costiculate, which is uh it's in theory same with Punyata, but those two will happen eventually, and maybe little farm, little farm, Daddy far, Bear, but... Daddy, Daddy Bear. Oh shit, forget. yeah, Daddy Bear.
0: All right, time's <laughs> up. Did you say control stick?
2: Yeah, I think Eric did, but control stick was a, a side project. Oh, mutation, mutation too. Control Stick was myself and the people who were in Control Shift at the time.
0: All right. I'm going to have to check the tape because I don't remember hearing that. But if I'm wrong,
2: then you guys got 100%.
0: So tell me about getting together for this project.
2: Eric mentioned Nerdy Sanchez, and that was something we had put together. It was a name we had, but we put together something for our friend uh, Ryan Parks, who does a show here at WRT called Something Wonderful. And we have every five years, we do a song for him. We did a Nerdy Sanchez song. And then Eric said, hey, I was putting together this music... uh, It was a Gotsicles remix. It was a Gotsicles remix, and yeah, inspired it. He did it as kind of an old-school EBM New Beat 242 thing, and he said, hey, I started playing with this sound, what do you think? And he sent me, like, two or three demos with, like, 30 seconds each. He's like, I'm just pumping these out. And I was like, oh, these are awesome, I can come up with some stuff for this, and that's kind of where Synthesizer came from. But uh, it was... the, then the name Clack came about because we were thinking about calling it Nerdy Sanchez, but I, I just didn't think it fit the sound we were going for, especially with the song we'd already done. Uh, so my, my lovely wife suggested, since Eric and I go on an Ikea trip, she's like, why don't you just pick out something at Ikea and name the band after that, which was genius. And then we found something called Clack at Ikea. And then like a, a, the, a light from the heavens came down, uh, shone upon it. And, 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 and now we're worldwide. What do people need to do to make sure that they're clacking? Oh, you'll know it when you do it. Yeah, it's it's a feeling inside. Because I checked Urban Dictionary and it means shooting a gun. This is like shooting a sonic gun in your heart.
1: It's deep within you.
2: It's yeah, it's it's very deep within you. It's something. It's it's kind of inexplicable. But again, it's like yeah, like Eric said, you know it when you feel it. But if you listen to our music, you'll feel it.
0: You put an album out last year with German label Det- Detriti.
1: How do you pronounce that? I think it's a Something like that. We've never been entirely sure.
0: How did they find you?
1: That's a really good question. I've never been entirely clear how they found us. I think David just sort of stumbled across us.
2: Yeah, when we put out synthesizer, I think within a day or two he messaged us, saying if we ever want to put out an EP, he'd love to put out like an EP from us, like on tape or whatever. He's he's was mo- he was mostly a tape label until. Like, our, until our album, actually, we were the first uh, vinyl that he put out. Now he's doing doing it with several bands, which is great for him. Uh, but he literally contacted us right when we put out Synthesizer within like, I, I, honestly, within the first twenty four hours. I yeah, it was like,
1: just out of the blue,
2: offering to put our stuff out in in Berlin, <laughs> which was insane because Eric and I were just like, we're going to put this little goofy song we think is really funny that we found some fun samples, and Eric just dinked around and made some good music, and I did a little thing here and there, and uh, then it kind of blew up, you know, in, in a in a small way, like a the, yeah.
1: You know,
0: I told Twin Tribes that they they were going really fast considering how long they've been putting music out, but I think you guys like crushed them.
1: We have no idea how this has been happening, honestly, because yeah. we we put this together kind of as I don't want to say as a joke, but it was sort of a haha, let's let's do something fun separate from our main projects, just for yeah. us. And we threw it out there, and we'll see if anybody responds. And people responded, and we were kind of floored by that so
2: yeah we we expected it to be you know slightly mostly ignored like most of our stuff um so it was like when all of a sudden people started really responding to it we were both very very surprised i mean pleasantly so um and then yeah then when we put out do you clack it got even a, a bigger response and that's when the the vinyl offer came out, and then uh, it was then we put out like "Car," and we had a massive response. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had we had more downloads in the first like seven days of that than we had of all of "Do You Clack," and that was.
1: Well, I think we've crazy. had more
2: downloads of, of that than I've had of all my other stuff combined
1: ever. So yeah,
2: <laughs> we've had more downloads of that than I've had of anything of mine <laughs> on Bandcamp, at least including Caustic. So it's been pretty incredible. It's been. Uh, it's in uh, all just us just having fun and coming up with little silly ideas and and just going with our gut on everything and
0: yeah introducing the 1984 Renault Lacar, that was the title of your last release yes. Uh, yes Le car, it's not only a thrifty hatchback, but it's also a band that Adam Lee Miller was in who's also performing at Cold Waves with Adult. Is that a
1: coincidence <sighs> That's an entirely a coincidence. I had no idea.
2: I had no idea either, and he's never contacted us, nor threatened to sue us. I'm not going to say on the record that he has threatened to sue us.
0: I was picturing some sort of, like, cross thing where he comes up on stage at your performance, or you go on stage, and he performs as La <laughs> and and nobody was- understands the joke, except for, like, three people in the audience that are just dying laughing, and everyone else is like, what's happening right now?
2: we have not remixed anybody except for ourselves, but we would remix like car. I think <laughs> I think we would. Yes. On, on principle, simply on principle. That's very funny. I had, I had no idea about that actually. Neither so, did I. That's, that was, that's yeah, Eric, Eric came, Eric came up with the title that we just kind of went with because we, we liked it. And yeah.
1: Is there a personal history behind that? I was just sitting around one day and I was thinking like, what would be the official car of a band like clack? It would have to be something thrifty and something, you know, kind of kind of goofy, but not entirely obvious. Like, we didn't want to go with, like, a Yugo or something like that, because that's just the obvious joke. But um, I just, you know, made some comment to Matt, like, yeah, Clack would drive a Renault in the car. And, uh, I think you and said it was,
2: like, the official car of New Beat or something like that. Yeah, the like, official right, car of New Beat, something, something like that. Something like that. I mean, I have to look back. But, and uh, Matt
1: said, that's our album title right there. And I did a little digging and found out that the... The Licar had gone out of production in the United States in the um, in 1983. That was the last version. So we posited a world where there was a 1984 Renault Licar and it was you know glorious.
2: Yeah, we're we're a very referential band, even if anybody doesn't catch all the references. So we we're, we're very. I mean, I think we're very historically minded with what we write, um, and maybe just with within our own little in jokes. But I mean, there's always boy kind of howdy. Things. I mean, yeah, like the song DMF on Do You Clack is actually about a club night that was here in Madison called DMF that er, that Eric went to. And I actually only went to like once, but it was the I was on staff. Yeah, you were on staff. There you go. So that was like the the college club night at a cafeteria on campus that most people met at. And that's where Ned from Stromkern started DJing. That's where a whole bunch of people kind of met and bands started and all kinds of stuff. So but there's lots of local references and flowers for ravers. Flowers for Ravers, which was Ned's first band, um, which like, has a demo tape somewhere, but nobody knows where it is.
1: Even and, Ned uh, doesn't
2: have one. But... And even Ned doesn't. Yeah, we think, we think we know a guy named Andy, and Andy in Milwaukee might have one. <laughs> but, so, I mean, that's, those are just little dumb references that we put into our things just to have fun with it. But we write, you know, real songs around it, and it uh, seems, to, seems to be going over well.
0: I love your cover of Pump Up the Jam. I didn't see it in Apple Music, but I saw it on Bandcamp. There's the accompanying German version, Pump
1: Mama Lot." I've had people who speak German who love the song, particularly because it is so poorly translated. It's basically, we Google translated it and then bludgeoned it to,
2: to fit as much yeah. as possible. Sammy, Sammy from Fader had said, I sound like I'm Bavarian on it, which I feel pretty good about.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means.
2: It means I sound like somebody from another country, and that's close enough for me. <laughs>
1: But take me through the process.
0: So neither one of you speak German. So you, you took the lyrics to pump up the jam. You put them into Google Translate. Did you rely on some automated voice
1: to make the pronunciation for you? I know very little German, um, and I think Matt knows a little German too. I don't know enough to be like conversational, but uh, given my last name is Erler, there's enough in my family that I've picked up a few things over the years. I mean, it's not great, but uh, the translation is probably worse than the pronunciation.
2: Yeah, I I took a lot of German in high school and college, but I, I can't damn thing or can't
1: really I speak
2: well enough spoke
1: spanish in college so
2: so we got we got you know we, we we got close we thought it would be funny to do a two 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 different language versions considering we were actually getting some heat over in in europe for what we were doing so we thought it'd be funny because like you know when they like madonna will do a spanish language version of something and or like i think yeah, there's an i'm too sexy the spanish version was on like a single and i just thought that was hysterical the so Kraftwerk we thought, did dentaku oh my gosh okay there you go so uh so yeah we just thought it'd be funny
0: the last time we chatted you were a last second fill-in for D Crups last year at Cold Waves who couldn't perform that was a really awesome last second addiction addition was it a challenge to get up and running for that
2: show not for me. Uh, we had just performed in Milwaukee uh, with Yeah Ode and Lorelai Dreaming a couple a couple weeks earlier, uh-huh. and the vibrations of the club uh, caused Eric's laptop, which runs all the backing stuff and where he, he manipulates all kind of stuff off that. Uh, it caused it to fall off of the stand, and so his laptop was screwed. And he was getting it. Re- he was actually. What we, I forget we were getting replaced on it. I was having the re- screen replaced because <laughs> the yeah, screen was all trashed. The screen cracked um and so he actually had eric we were supposed to go down friday because we were just we were going just to go because we live in, in the madison wisconsin area and uh eric actually had to stay behind because i think you were sick on top of it and you were sick and you had to reformat an entirely different laptop yeah i had my old laptop
1: thing. and yeah i blew the so old I, back backups onto it and tried or, to get or, it up and running
2: and you did yeah. And so Eric, Eric gets the, 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 the gold star on that one because he, uh, he sacrificed a day of not being at Cold Waves, uh, but also to work his butt off to get the get everything up and running. So I was fine. All I had to do was show up and scream. But, uh, yeah, Eric Eric had to do that just because we had had a laptop malfunction uh, at the show we had played in uh, Milwaukee a couple weeks ago. Now earlier. I have a little clamp that keeps my laptop from sliding off of the table. But, no, it was – I mean, it was, it was thrown – I mean, we found out uh, Thursday mm-hmm. – yeah, Wednesday we, or we, Thursday, yeah. Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. We went out to because he and I were actually out to lunch. And then Jason messaged me and uh, asked if I wanted to do it, and I was like, "Let me ask Eric." And Eric kind of his eyes grew wide because he was already sick, and he's like, uh, we have to figure that out." <laughs> and then we he did, and we we did, and so it was it was a fun set. It was weird playing with a whole bunch of bands that are uh, like we didn't really fit the the mix of bands that much because it was like actors and continues and all these kind of and Black Queen. And all these uh, kind of more serious bands and in fact <laughs> incredible lineup, uh, but we, I felt a little douchey up there with my big industrial dick jokes, but we still had a good time <laughs> too. It was, it was a little awkward for, just for me, because um, I also admire those bands a great deal, and I'm up there, you know screaming what I normally scream, and which is what I do, and I'm not ashamed of that, but it, it was a little weird, <laughs> but it was still really fun. And it was nice. It was you know it's always a good, chance, good good opportunity to play Cold Wave, so we had a good time.
0: So this year you're going to be with Wingtips, Light Asylum,
2: How Job, and Nitsereb on Friday night.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm that's losing it. my shit right now about that. I'm so used to playing with bands that got me into the genre altogether. You know, just playing with Nitsereb, the band I saw at Giant Stadium with like 80,000 people, which got me introduced into the genre. You know, no, not freaking out at all. No uh, big yeah, deal. It's, it's going to be insane, and, and Daniel Meyer uh, has, has been a real big... Um, he's pushed uh for clack a lot he's been playing us in his dj sets and it's been very positive about the new ep so it'll be good to see him light asylum i've never seen and wing uh, wing tips are awesome they just got signed up yeah f- that's good for them they seem awesome yeah we could not be more excited sincerely very very stoked
0: so for everyone that's currently clacking what can they expect from you guys this year
2: if you want, I can. I'll, I'll just. I can talk up reverence because um, that's the big thing. I, I haven't done this. So basically, in the uh, early two thousands, two thousand three to two thousand nine, I did a festival every year called Reverence, and it was first uh, put together as a farewell festival for Ned because Stromkern, when he was going down to San Diego, I believe, to go yeah, to San school. Diego. So we basically just said, let's get a bunch of our friends and a bunch of bands we like uh, to come out and play. So it was Iris and Boole and Voltaire and uh, and Stromkern, of course. Did you play that year, Eric? I did. Yep. So did I did Null- Null- I said that year. And uh, so we did it every year, and I kept expanding it. And it, Stromkern didn't play every year, but uh, it, so basically in two thousand nine, I was just like, I'm done. I, I've got too much other stuff going on i was kind of losing money on it and it was it was it was just kind of ran its course uh but a new club opened since then we used to do it in an old club called inferno here in madison but the inferno closed then a new club opened up and i have a quarterly night and i said you know what what the heck let's do a one day reverence bring it back it's going to be announced uh it'll have been announced by now but the band's playing this year uh mr kitty is headlining sensuous enemy uh street fever feline uh no device sweat boys and daddy bear which is my ebm solo thing um and it's going to be august 10th in madison and uh it is not even trying to compete with cold waves or any of the other festivals it's just a big ass party for people to come and get drunk and have a good old time and see a bunch of great music and hang out with their friends so i'm very yep. excited I mean, it's gonna be a crucible in madison so that's that's yeah that's that's the, i'm very excited about that haven't done it in a long time hoping not to lose my ass on it so it'll be fun <laughs>
0: On this episode, you heard Lacar, Pump Up the Jam, and Lost Without You. Clack can be found at clack.bandcamp.com. Our opening music is Madmaker by Acumenation. Our closing music is Messiah by Smurter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Join us next week as we chat with Jack Armando from Panic Priest. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Jamie Duffy. Here is Matt again sharing his memories from the first Cold Waves.
2: I was at the first Cold Waves. I performed uh, with ChemLab. So I was up there just chucking noise up there for that set and having a good old time. But it was, um, I, I mean, I knew Jamie, but Jamie and I were not definitely not close. We were more acquaintances. And, you know, I did, I did tell that story of the, the last podcast we did. But it was very, very heavy. It was really Beautiful in a lot of ways. I mean, I didn't have the emotional connection to him nearly as much as some people, but just, you know, knowing what suicide does, I was incredibly devastated even not knowing him well when I found out. I remember I just left work because I was – I had heard when I was eating lunch. I mean, it's one of those things where you remember where you were when you heard – And I remember meeting a bunch of people for the first time, like Seabold and uh, Seabold who I met. And I was just like, this is like the nicest dude on earth. And it's one of those people you feel like you've known your whole life, even the first time I met him. And then just seeing other people and watching everybody, you know, it it was very happy that a lot of people had kind of, this had brought a lot of people back together and a lot of bands back together and a lot of rifts that had happened were getting kind of taken down and forgiven so just seeing people super happy to see each other but then like a second later just crying in each other's arms was it was very touching it was really hard and it was but it was really beautiful at the same time that they that jason and uh dave had put that together uh for the first one i know i'll never forget it it was very beautiful